Sports presents the Pick 6 Podcast, featuring CBS NFL writers Pete Prisco and Will Brimson, NFL insider Jason Lockenfora, and host Nick Costos. You want NFL talk? We've got NFL talk. From training camp to the Super Bowl and through the NFL draft, our fearsome foursome has you covered. This is the Pick 6 Podcast. Hey, it's another Sunday edition of the Pick 6 Podcast. Will Brinson here. I'll be stewarding this sinking ship straight into an iceberg. Joining me first, Jason Lockerford. I don't know why I would think that this is an iceberg. I actually feel like we're doing pretty good. Um, subscribe on uh, iTunes. Leave a review. Rate us. Love us. I guess I was thinking about an iceberg and sinking ships as I was watching the Giants attempt to intercept a Derek Carr pass, and they dropped it. Um, we'll hit up the early games first, though, Jason. But before we do, did you know that the Scandinavian death metal lock of the week <laughs> hit? <laughs> oh, I was watching it closely, brother. You're damn right. I, I, I was. You could ask anybody who was sitting in this room watching games with me, and they're wondering why I was so worried about the final <laughs> score of the freaking 49ers game, which nobody in, had no ramifications on the playoffs. And the Titans-Texans uh, game, which had next to no ramifications on the, the, the playoffs other than, you know, Tennessee didn't want to lose that game. Yeah, and I couldn't believe I, I missed the play where I thought Tennessee was going to take a knee and then I was going to win both games outright too because I liked, you know, uh, I really liked Houston plus six and a half and they were sitting there only down four. And then I thought that, you know, the Titans would just take a knee, take a knee, run the clock out. And the next thing I know they're in the end zone when I – go upstairs to get ready for my hit in our postgame show, and I'm like, what the hell happened? But thankfully, yeah. I teased it to 12 and a half. Well, my, my voice is still a little screwed up, and my buddy Brian Slavo at Metal Blade Records says he's going to get one of the vocalists from one of the, the death metal bands on his label to actually teach me how to, like, come from my core and make it more guttural than, like, come from my throat um, and have all the, you know, sound emulating from there. But, uh, you know, we'll see. I talked to our boy Eric Kay about it. He's going to talk to the salespeople. Hopefully we get this segment sponsored by Metal Blade Records, and I won't be screaming my lungs out um, without at least compensation coming to the good people at CBS. Or maybe and we didn't get the chance. Yeah, and we'd get a chance to promote the bands on Metal Blade and hopefully get someone other than you singing, you know, theme music that, that frankly sounds, again, a little, little scarier and a little more... Um, I don't know, deeper and darker than, than the ditty that you came up with. <laughs> well, I mean, ideally, like, we get Guar to, to pin this thing. I'd be all about that. I would like to point out two things. Um, one, that had you, like, if, I got to admit, like, when we were first recording the show, doing the preview, my reaction to you saying, I'm going to do a teaser as we're shifting to a new name for the segment was like, wow, this is, all of this feels a little greedy. Yeah. It really did feel that way, you know, going away from a lock. But you, you actually ended up doing the right thing because for the second time this year, Derrick Henry has ripped off like a 70-yard touchdown to help the Titans cover when they had no business covering. They did it on a Monday night no, game against they Indianapolis. They should have lost the game outright. Oh, they yeah. Like, before that run, they had like 200 total yards of offense. I mean, you know, the, the field goal kicker screwed the Texans. Savage played very well overall and has for about three weeks. And I'm actually working on a column right now where I mentioned all the quarterback shenanigans come in this offseason. If Deshaun Watson's healthy, they're going to get something for Tom Savage if they want it. Like, he can play a little bit. And then for them to lose, not even to, you know, lose the game and then not cover on a couple of bad breaks, I mean, 
The, time, the, Tex, I, I, the Titans are the luckiest 8-4 and four team I've ever seen in my life. I have zero belief in their ability to beat yeah. any half-decent team in this league. Right, I, got, I, got, I got two questions I want to ask you about. One about each team. First, I'll start with the Titans since you mentioned them. They're 8-4 and four now, and they're the number three seed in the AFC. They're going to be – they're either going to – you know, they're not guaranteed to finish that way because the obviously they play the Jaguars, who to me are a much – I mean, look, I know we like to bag on Pete and the Jaguars, but the Jaguars are a much more dangerous team than the Titans. Um, I, I look at, like I, – I, I think Jacksonville will hammer Tennessee if they play them again. Uh, yeah. Do you think Tennessee has any shot of getting out of the first round of the playoffs? No. I don't they're going to get, get there at 8-4. and four. Like, they're getting in. Yeah, like, if they played Baltimore right now, I know they beat Baltimore in a slog fest, you know, five or six weeks ago. Dude, the ways that you win without having a quarterback or a passing game in this league is that you, you have dominant you have a dominant defense and dominant special teams and at least a plus running game. They don't have any of that. I mean, I guess they have a plus running game, but special teams is nothing special. And the defense is just kind of there. You know what I mean? Like, I I, I don't see it, dude. I, I, I don't see it. They have a knack for beating bad teams in close games, and that's great. And it, it's going to get them to the playoffs, and it'll probably save Mike Malarkey's job, which if I'm a Titans fan, I think in the long run is a disservice. But I get, you know, I get not firing him if they – they're going to win the, the – I don't, I don't think they're going to win this business. I think they, they still have to play Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville will catch them. But that passing attack is as rudimentary as it comes. They make two big plays to Delaney Walker a game. You could almost bet you'd watch by him. And then that's it. Like, And then they hope for that one big late run against the tired defense. And that, that's that, – everything else is like I open a prayer. Yeah. I mean, you look at the schedules, though. Look, Jacksonville gets Seattle at home next week. Uh, Jacksonville cruised through Indianapolis. And, look, they, when they play a bad team, they look like they can be dominant. Uh, they get Houston at home. That should be a win. At San Francisco, that should be a win. And then at Tennessee on December 31st, which is probably going to be a de facto uh, AFC South championship game. The Titans Titans have one spot where they could slip up. I mean, they're at Arizona next week, at San Francisco after that. Then they get the Rams at home. I mean, they could easily lose to the Rams at home. I wouldn't be stunned if they beat the Rams either. But, you know, I mean, it, the Titans? Sir, yeah. I think the Titans gonna lose. I, I, I think Titans could lose to the 49ers. Maybe so, Jay. All right, we'll get we'll get to the 49ers in a second. Uh, I want to talk about the Texans really quickly too, because now that the Texans the Texans are guaranteed um, to be under to be 500 or worse now, as they are they are four and eight. Uh, if you took their under on the season, which some of us may have while in Vegas, you hit it because it's eight and a half, and they can't crush it now. That's a pretty uh... good feeling. Yeah, hypothetically speaking, if you if you if you touched on that while while hanging out in the in, the, in Vegas with Costas and and, and Prisco, um, and having and having uh, a a, col- a female colleague pour beer on your head, yeah, that did happen. God, I guess she's a colleague, right? I mean, that yeah, I think she so, was, yeah, she qualifies a colleague. She qualifies as a colleague. Yeah. Walking, we work for the same general company. Dumping beer on my head. What kind of person is that? Um, I will yeah. add that shameful. Here's my question though: If you're Houston and you're four and eight, you're staring down a top. 10 and maybe top five pick, depending on how this plays out. Are you okay giving away two top 40 picks if it may, even though you have, since you got Deshaun Watson, is that okay? Yeah, you have to. Okay. All right. Just curious. Yeah. I, I don't, I'm not flinching about that. I'm not thinking twice about it. They, they finally found a quarterback. Um, I asked, but again, I think they have too. Like, uh, again, it's no competition between Watson and, yeah. Savage, Watson looks, you know, Watson played like an MVP. But I'm just telling you, Savage, 
and you're right, they don't have Fuller right now, and the offensive line's beat up, right? They don't really have any tight ends who make plays. They, they they were right there with Baltimore on Monday on the road in a tough spot on a Monday night, and I thought Savage played very well against, you know, a team that had the second-lowest quarterback rating in the league against it, um, that defense. And then, you know, today he made a lot of big plays. Like, he can play. That kid yeah. can play. You could do like worse a, than him. There's a lot of teams that, that are doing worse than him right now. He's like a poor man's uh, Case Keenum, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's as athletic as Case, but – he, I mean, he's young. He's got upside. Like I, that was a segue for you to talk about Case Keenum as an MVP. By the way, what's that? That was a segue for you to try and talk about Case Keenum as yeah, an MVP. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I, well, I, I don't I mean, want to spend too much time on the Texans because the Texans are eh, Texans are dead. Um, Vikings though did beat the Falcons in Atlanta. Uh, that's good news, and I read I read about this a minute ago, but it's good news for the NFC Wild Card because now it opens things up. Um, Atlanta seven and five. You've got Green Bay right there at six and six, Dallas at six and six, and it means that the, the look the Vikings at ten and two are going to be fighting the rest of the way to try and 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 win this one number one seed. And Case Keenum's behind it; it's crazy. And the Super Bowl is in their backyard. And uh, yeah. who knows? I mean, Case Keenum today, so he's twenty five of thirty for two twenty seven and two touchdowns on the day. He was a perfect 13 of 13 in the second half. And, and let's not forget, this was basically a playoff game on the road that was nip and tuck. You know, it was always within one score the whole time. So every yeah. drive mattered. There was, there was never a drive where you could, you know, take, take sort of your foot off the pedal or, or relax. Um, he had, he was only once all day, Will, where he had back to back incompletions and it came in the first quarter, like 13 minutes into the game. It was a day where Thielen wasn't running wild, wasn't wide open. In fact, was pretty much bottled up and he beat, you in other ways, got the tight end involved for a big touchdown. And they kind of squatted on the ball a little bit with the lead late. I mean, he could, the numbers could have looked a little better, I think, you know, had they, had they wanted to go that route or felt that inclination. Tell me five quarterbacks who played better than him this year. You know, I, I, I don't think you really can. I mean, uh, Brady and Wentz, and then, I mean, it gets kind of tough to – there's not a lot of quarterbacks out there who are playing He's been better football. than Roethlisberger this year. He's been better than Rivers this year. I'd say he's been better than Breeze this year. You know, I mean, Breeze hasn't had to win games um, yeah. by and large. It's been the running game and a little bit of Drew sprinkled in. I mean, I think Russell Wilson's been better than him. I think no one does more with less than Russell Wilson. I mean, it's literally a one-man army. But – I mean, we're not even positive Seattle's getting in the playoffs. And, I, I you know, I, I, I'd have to put Keenum above him. Jared Goff's done a lot of nice stuff this year, but I think Case Keenum's been a better quarterback. I mean, well, and, and, and part, look, part of it, too, is that, you know, Sam Bradford came in and played incredible football in week one and looked like the Vikings were going to be a team that were, you know, elite on both sides of the ball because of their wide receivers and the weapons around him. And then his, his knee goes out on him. Teddy Bridgewater still isn't healthy. And it, it looked like it might be a, we're going to waste this talent on the Vikings on both sides of the ball. And Case Keenum has stepped in and allowed them to be a really good team, even, even with the injuries. It's incredible. I mean, it looked like the season was lost. Yeah. It's like how many teams survive, like even play meaningful football into past Thanksgiving, much less compete for the one seed under a scenario like that. It, it no. just doesn't happen. And some people laughed at me because I wrote a month ago when the Vikings went in their bye. I'm like, the biggest contract situation in this league that nobody's talking about is the fact that the Vikings 
who are a good team have zero quarterbacks under contract for next year, and they're running out of time to buy low on Case Keenum. And some people told me I was stupid. Well, a month later, what the hell do you think Case Keenum's worth on the open market? I yeah, mean, somebody just threw $19 million in the first year of the deal at Mike Glennon a year ago. Yep. Mike Glennon's yep. never played like this in his life. I mean, you know, Brock Osweiler got 18, 36 guaranteed for two off of five games that never looked like this. I mean, this is the season where he's going to be in the top 10 in MVP voting. Like, what's that going to be worth to somebody? What's it going to be worth to, oh, say, I don't know, Pat Shermer, who's going to get a head coaching job somewhere and who wasn't as bad as you think the first time around with the Browns and really got hosed by the timing of the ownership change, you know, changing hands. And he was the first coach Jimmy Haslam fired. So, like, I'm just saying – they're going to cost themselves a lot of money. And it would look pretty bad on them if they end up giving Bridgewater 10 a year to hope and pray, you know what I mean, that he's what they thought he could be. Sure. And this guy leaves the building, and no one knows about the health of Bridgewater, much less the performance of Bridgewater, when you're talking about playing games that actually matter. It's been almost two years now since he's done that. Yeah, and I mean, not, I'm with you. I mean, like, it's, it's crazy. Like, if you're Bruce Arians, you know what I mean? If you're yeah. John Elway. If you're, I mean, even the Jets, I mean, like, there's people in the Jets organization who used to be in the Rams organization who, who like Case Keenum and like the men, I mean, and like them even more now. I, I, I mean, that, that, I'm telling you, he's going to get paid. <laughs> the NFL is a fun place, man. Isn't Case it great? Uh, it's kind of, it's like, Case Keenum was like, a year ago, Case Keenum was the dude who had his heart ripped in hard knocks. Because the, the he thought he was a you know he thought he was a viable contender to start for the Rams and and they started him for a while and then they yanked him for Jared Goff and I mean it's just a whole it's it's crazy man I mean now he's he's gonna get he's gonna get Glennon money on the open market or or potentially even franchised by the Vikings I mean what if they have to franchise tag him Well if you're his agent I mean what's your motivation to do anything with them now Sure I mean you, you oh. might as well wait and see if they franchise you or not I mean. Again, unless they're putting a, 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 a real legitimate deal in front of who's you. His, who's his agent? Is you may just hard? force their hand. His agent's Jeff Nally. Oh, okay. Who um, does a really good job and is very smart and, you know, I think would have probably been very inclined to do a deal at the bye week or maybe even two or three weeks ago. But at this point, with only a few weeks left, I mean, right. you're all, you know, you, you may as well wait and string it out and see if they franchise him or not. Again. Unless they negotiate off of something in line with, we're talking at least an Osweiler or Glennon type deal, but with more guaranteed—not guaranteed years, but you know, with with more guaranteed money struck into future years, so that it amounts to so they they can't get out after you know twelve months or twenty four months. Do um, do you think that it's in? I mean, when is Mike Zimmer going to come out and say we're not? Cases are guy. He, nobody's paying any attention to him anyway. The decision. Okay. I mean, everybody. I'm just going to go with what I've been reporting since the bye week, which was that he was their starting quarterback, and they can say whatever they want about Bridgewater, and they could try to keep Bridgewater like happy and feeling good because they may need Bridgewater next year because they have no quarterbacks under contract. But everybody in that locker room knows what would happen if they try they remotely tried the bench case Keenum right now, it would which be, would be a full mutiny. Yeah. Um, elsewhere in quarterbacking news, Jimmy Garoppolo made his debut. Looked incredible. He's into the Hall of Fame. Uh, it's only a matter of whether he's going to be um, a 49er when he goes in or a Patriot when he goes in. 
Well, I'll say this. He, he, he looks the part, man. And, and he does. I said all along he'd be traded, and he was. And I said all along the 49ers are going to play him the month of December because it would have been beyond ridiculous not to. And I know it was just against the Bears, but Vic Sanjo's defense has looked pretty good for most of the year. And he had their way with them. They had issues in the red zone where let's face it, they don't have a whole lot of options and, and matchmakers and, and difference makers um, and mismatch guys. But Garoppolo was really sharp. He spread it around eight different receivers, five different guys caught passes of 15 yards or more. Um, he and Goodwin really had something going. He finally eight, opened eight their... targets, eight targets, eight catches, 99 yards to Goodwin. Yeah. Finally opened the tight ends up a little bit. Um, found the second guy, the third guy in his progressions routinely. Very comfortable in the pocket, never rattled. Um, you know, but again, that's another one where I don't even sign to mind. Like, you make the trade, you have a pretty good idea of what he is. He's been in the league three years now. He's been groomed by the greatest who do this. And he's always looked the part, and he's plug and play with Kyle's scheme. That's another one, man. Each time, you're going to have to play him at some point, And then when you do, he's probably going to look really good and definitely going to look way better than anything you've had there in a long time, and the price just goes up. You know, yep. He's going to make his 18 to 20 a year. I would have started to get that process going as soon as he got traded for. A lot before of people he, before around he plays the league it down. that process would start. You had him for five weeks doing nothing but sitting in meetings and practicing. Why the hell weren't you talking to his agent every single day then? I, I'll never figure that out, but here we sit. There, I had somebody is, say this to me. Imagine if this happened. Yeah. Somebody really smart said this to me this morning. Imagine if he comes in, does what he did, plays well for four or five weeks, plays really well, forces them to franchise him. Then once you do that, now you're in a cousin situation where he's got you by the ball, forces you to franchise him another year, and then goes back to New England as a free agent when Brady retires. Oh, my God. Huh? That's a, that's a nuclear like, scenario. I was like, my head exploded. I was like, oh, my God, if Belichick could actually still win this thing, where I've been killing him because he should have got more than a two for this kid. Imagine if he gets them back in two years as or a even, UFA. Or even, even three years. He's just like, he's like, I'm playing on the franchise tag. I just want to be a one-year guy. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to sign a long-term deal. Hell, you could even sign, you could even, you, if you have the, if you play well and you've got the tag, you could even pull some sort of business where you're like, Hey, look, um, I'm going to, I'm going to sign a deal, but I want an opt-out option after three years. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean if, you got, if you got the leverage, why not? Yeah. He, I'm telling you, I thought he was really, really good today for, for making the kind of awkward debut he did, like, you know, with a new team in season, you know. And, and, and look, look people got to remember, C.J. Beathard, C.J. Beathard's been back there getting crushed. And yes. I think uh, a total of five quarterback hurries and th- two sacks – on Garoppolo, which is all all things considered, not that bad a day against a pretty decent defense and a horrific uh, protection scheme up front. Yeah, I mean, and and it's the same offensive line. It's everything else the same, but Garoppolo is is just he's he's calmer, he's smoother in the pocket, he steps up into the rush a little bit better. Um, he's just more polished, and he's able to make things continue to happen within the confines of that offense when it's not going particularly smooth, whereas with, you know, Bethard and some of these other guys, it, it's a little more of a cluster. And that's what you get. It's a difference between going into your fourth year and going into your fifth start. I mean, it's just tremendously different. And that's why I thought Garoppolo w- was was 
someone who teams should have continued to buy. I would call Belichick every week if I was a quarterback needy team. Can I get him from me? Can I get Here's him? My Can Here's I get my first. Here's my first. Here's my first. Here's my first. Until he yeah, just finally came. Cleveland Browns didn't do that. Yeah. A lot of other teams didn't do it, you know? And smart teams that would have, like the Jets, didn't because he's not trading them to the New York. You know what I mean? He's not trading them to the New York Jets. No, why should he? Um, all right, let's uh, let's touch on the – I mentioned the NFC. I just want to swoop back there. Actually, no, I take that back. Um, AFC West, I don't want to jump the gun because we're recording this during the afternoon games. The Chargers are still playing. I really don't want to jinx them and say that they'll win. I think that they will win. But the Chiefs lost to the Jets and the Broncos. And, look, the Raiders are still playing too. They are not uh, doing anything to, to, to help put away the uh, the, the Giants. But the, the Chiefs lost open. The Chiefs fell to six and six. How do you see this AFC West shaking out? Uh, presuming that the Raiders and Chargers hold on here. I, I mean, I think the Chargers are the team to beat. You and I have been talking about this for weeks, and uh, even when they had the ugly loss, uh, who did they lose to? The Jaguars. To, yeah, the chat. Yeah, exactly. Where they blew that game, and people were like, "Well, now they're four and seven or whatever. They got to be done." Um, I just looked at what was going on around them and said, no, I still think they're going to be, they're going to be in the thick of this thing and playing meaningful games in December. And here they are. And uh, look, this isn't, this hasn't been a masterclass against the Cleveland Browns and, and they've, they've bungled a few things here and they should have put this game away um, really in the first half. But, you know, Josh Gordon is making some plays and he, he's given a little bit of a spirit to that Browns offense. And the Chargers find themselves in a game, but this is obviously a must-win. I mean, they they can't possibly find a way to bungle this. Um, so you, well, yeah, you, bungle, you, lose, this. you lose this to the Browns, and you and you can kiss the playoffs in the division goodbye because that was your well. They just and they did this a year ago. I mean, they're the last sure. team that lost to the Browns, and they lived this in Cleveland in, in Week 15 last year or whatever. Yeah. Um, but no, I think the Chargers have enough there to beat bad teams and, and enough to play with and beat some good teams. And there's not a whole lot of that in the AFC. There, there just isn't. Not a whole lot of that in the NFL, to be perfectly honest, but I mean, no. certainly the AFC. Um, okay. Raiders. Is this a, I mean, they're struggling with the giants. I don't think it's a huge surprise because the, you know, they're missing Michael Crabtree and they're missing uh, Amari Cooper with concussion. Are the Raiders, a, 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 a are the Raiders closer to the Brown? Are the excuse me, the Broncos? Or are they closer to the Chiefs and Chargers? I don't believe in the Raiders' defense. I, I, I there's just a lot that I, I have trouble buying from the Oakland Raiders. Now they're, they're playing today with their top two wide receivers. And, you know, it, it's a tough gig, and the Giants. It's been an emotional week for them, and maybe that's brought out the best in some of the their players who haven't always been given their all this season. Or at least certainly, it seemed like it. Uh, but yeah, I don't take Oakland all that seriously. I, I, I just don't. I don't see enough consistent pass rush. I don't see anybody in the back end who makes plays. Um, you know, I, I don't. I, there's the discord among their coaching staff all year. They've already fired one coordinator. Um, the offensive coordinator's under fire and very much coaching for his job. And they have 10 points, you know, into the fourth quarter against the Giants. So it's, it's not exactly doing himself any favors. And. You know, Carr has has plateaued or regressed a little bit. So, no, I'm not buying them. Now, could they beat the Chiefs next week and then, bam, now they're starting to control their own destiny and whatever else? Uh, yeah, sure. we'll see. Uh, but I think the Chargers are the best team in that division. All right. Well, uh, let's hope the Chargers can hold on. As soon as I said that, uh, uh, Sean Kaiser yeah, gave over the middle for a 40-yarder. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, 
if the Chargers lose, we'll just burn this podcast to the ground and I'll be hanging from a ceiling fan in my office. So cool. Um, great job on the, uh, Scandinavia death metal luck of the week. And, uh, yeah, that was a we'll, close one. And, we'll see what uh, next week brings. anything else you want to touch on? Otherwise we'll, we'll take it to, uh, to Pete and Nick. No, that's pretty much it. You could let those surface level clowns take over. <laughs> All right, buddy. Good stuff, man. Thanks, man. Talk to you soon. And now. We bring, after letting Jason walk away, we bring in the two professional gentlemen of leisure, Nick Costos and Pete Prisco. Gentlemen, how you doing? Gentlemen of leisure? What the hell is he talking about? Yeah, what does that mean? It's a compliment. It doesn't mean you're lazy. It just means you're, you guys are just casual. You're hanging out. Pete's making the playoffs. Nick's hitting parlays. You're just gentlemen of leisure. It's a compliment. I'll tell you what, this was a good NFL Sunday altogether. Pete beat Jamie to make the, uh, the playoffs in the FFT Fantasy League. I hit a big uh, over-under parlay on the 4 p.m. game, so both of us feeling pretty, pretty I good won right the, now. I won the FFT for a Friends league, Fantasy League for the Did first you, time. Did you? The DFS League yeah. we do? Look at Pete. Yeah. How about that? And, and also – How come I don't get invited to that? Because uh, you're not a friend of FFT. Yeah, you're not around here. I'm literally in the FFT Fantasy League, which, by the way, I won the most points for, which means you guys owe me 50 bucks each. Well, isn't hey, that isn't that com- fun day. No, but that's combined with playoffs, right? No. Oh, yeah. Nice track. Oh, yeah, he didn't make the playoffs, so he gets no points. Um, I win. <laughs> and, and, and also, the best thing about the best thing about today was was in the nearly thirty years that I've been rooting for the New York Giants. Today was the first day I ever rooted against my team, and it was glorious. And he did, and by lost, the way. And, and he it, did, by the way. I can vouch for him. And it was awesome. We will get to that. Uh, we will get to more. But first, we got to talk about the biggest matchup on the slate in December. You know what it is, baby. December 29th, NC State, Arizona State, the Sun Bowl on CBS. How can you not wait, Pete? No, no real quick. But before we get into this, when I see the matchup, I'm like, this is awesome. This is great podcast fodder. This is going to be fun. Pete's an Arizona State alum. Brinson's a Wolfpack alum. And Pete's like, eh, I don't care. I hope they lose. Yeah, yeah. To Arizona CBS, State. Has, CBS has one bowl game all year. And Pete's like, I don't care. Who cares about this crap game? You're going to be pumping this up, Pete. This is the Brinson Prisco Bowl. We got to put a little and, and, and double yeah, there needs to be a, po- a bet on the podcast on that Hell game. Yeah. You know what? Hey, you know what they were trying to make us bet? That I would grow my hair out and you would shave your head. And I go, there's not a chance <laughs> in hell Brinson's shaving that nasty Pete, mop Pete, Pete, in about three weeks would look like Danny DeVito from It's Always Sunny. What would he oh, look man. like if he shaved his head? Uh, Way know. less creepy than you with hair. Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't, would you, well, first off, you would never shave that nasty. Would I buzz or shave? Shave! No, I mean, buzz it down to like a one would also count, I think. It's a little late in the game to be doing that. I, if I do that, like something will get messed up. I, I don't think I, you know. I, I had a friend of mine who shaved his head once, and they cut his hair way down low, and it never grew back. See, Seriously. that's what I'm sort of worried about. I, I don't think that'll happen, but you never know. So you wouldn't do the bet. I wouldn't do the bet either. It's a bad bet. No, but I mean, it's pretty cool that NC State and Arizona State are playing we on the bet, CBS yeah, Bowl. We can bet the game. We can make a bet on the game. But I'm, again, I'm going to say it again. I really, if they lose. They got, you know what though? They got rid of the coach, so it'd be nice to win the game. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, look, the, the bottom line, look, I mean, for, I mean, for being honest, like it's, a, it's great that the balls on CBS. Um, NC State players not really thrilled about El Paso on on New Year's Eve versus like, you know, the the Citrus Bowl with the way that the machinations of the bowl stuff plays out. Notre Dame, of course, squeezes somebody. Um, Wake Forest had a geographical situation; they squeeze somebody. They wanted Louisville and Lamar Jackson; they get squeezed. I'm, I'm thrilled to be on CBS. Don't get me wrong; best bowl on the planet. Um, uh, but you know, they, yeah, it's not the, it's not, it's, this is not for a national title. Um, much bigger stakes were involved in the Saints Panthers game. Marshawn Lattimore missing for New Orleans, Ryan Khalil and Greg Olson missing for Carolina. And the Saints showed up in a big way. Pete manhandling the Panthers. Alvin Kamara has been going nuts 
for for about six to eight weeks now. He might be in the running for offensive player of the year, not just offensive rookie of the year. Are the Saints in contention for the one seed still? No. They're not contention for the one seed, but but they still have two they're, games left. Of course left. they're in contention for the What if the, the Eagles lose tonight in Seattle? Of course they're in contention. Right. I mean, you don't think they're going to get it. I, I don't think they're getting it. I mean, they're in contention for – yeah, they're in contention for it. They're not going to get it. Are they, are, better yet, are the Saints going to walk away with this NFC South? they got to win at Thursday at, at Atlanta. And if they win yeah. there, then maybe. But if they don't win at Atlanta, then they're not walking away if from they win Andy, Thursday at Atlanta, it's over. Pretty much. Yeah, because they, sweep they, on the Panthers yeah, they have a two-game Fal- lead over Carolina look, at this point. Yeah. Look, the Falcons had a, had a disappointing game against the Tough. We'll get to that game, too. But, um, I think, you know, the, my biggest takeaway from this Saints-Panthers game is not even about the NFC South, but I read about the Packers on um, Friday, I think, and point, basically their playoff chances. And what they needed, ironically, was for Minnesota to play really well. They need Minnesota to pull away in the north and New Orleans to pull, pull away, away in the south. Yeah. Yeah. And then for Carolina and Atlanta to sort of fall back to the, to the crowd. And all of a sudden, Dallas has new life. Green Bay has new life. For whatever reason, I don't feel like Detroit does have new life, but no. they're right there at 6-6. Six and six. And th- this NFC wildcard race is a lot more – it's a little more clear in terms of we know who's involved, but it's also a lot more muddled because there are about five teams there in Dallas very much alive still. And I'll say this. As a football fan, like, if you are not, like, if you're a fan of, like, the Vikings or the Bears, and I've actually talked to some of the Eagles fans in the office that don't want to see this happen, but I think if you're a football fan, right, you have to root for the Eagles to win this game on Sunday Night Football. It pains me as a Giants fan to say that because you don't want Seattle to get to eight wins because Carolina's already at eight. So if Seattle wins and Seattle gets to eight, then both of those teams have a two-game lead over all the teams at six and six. And all I want from this football season that has seen so many injuries to star players is for Aaron Rodgers to come back in week 15 with the Packers like one game out of the playoffs. Give us three weeks of Aaron Rodgers trying to get the Packers into the postseason. Is that too much to ask for? Because Green Bay is going to be seven and six. They're going to beat the Browns next week. You would think at least. And then you get Aaron Rodgers back for the final three games of the season. Um, yeah, I, I – it's, I've wrote about it on Friday. I think it's a very realistic possibility. They, they should win the next week. They, Brett Hundley's playing pretty well. And <laughs> he, he was, he was not, he was great not today. good today. He was not great he was, today. He was good enough to win the game. Yeah. He ran around today and stuff. He had, what do you have? 80, 86 yards passing or something and 66 yards rushing. That's not a good combination. And I'm not saying he was good. I'm saying they were, they, he played well enough for them to not lose the game and they, they got a bunch of, you know, the, the fat man, fat guy touchdown. Um, you know, you, you figure out ways to win. And that's all they're trying to do is figure out ways to win against a bad Buccaneers team and a bad Browns team until Aaron Rodgers comes back against the Panthers and then try to make a run. I mean, he played well enough for them to win, right? What What is it? They got Cleveland this week, right, coming up? Yes, and, and then Carolina the next week at Carolina, I believe. And the, that's when Rodgers is eligible to come off the IR. And then, then what, are their, what are their closers? Then they go Minnesota at home and at Detroit. Yeah, it's not an easy schedule by any stretch. Well, no, but I mean, if you add Aaron Rodgers to the mix, all of a sudden that Packers Patriots Super Bowl you predicted is right back in play. Yeah, but it's still tough. If they're going to get to the playoffs, it's going to be tough to get. How many wins? How many wins do you need, Pete, to get out of to get an NFC wild card? At least nine. Nine. At at least nine. So that means they got to win three or four. At least nine, and maybe ten. They got to win three or four. I think the only way I, I did the math on it, you can get there with nine if you're Green Bay. There's a little wiggle room. Um. I think to guarantee yourself, I think if you get to ten wins, you're in the you're in as a wild card. And I know that that sounds kind of obvious, but again, it's Seattle not. could win and be at eight and four. Correct. Uh, Carolina's at eight and four. You know, the Falcons are seven and five. I mean, you know, ten wins has got you there. Probably. This is a bad loss. You can't even guarantee it. 
bad loss for the Falcons. Yeah, they got to win that game. Yeah, that's a, um, do you, the Vikings, is that more about? Is that more about? I don't know why we liked Atlanta so much. I don't either. Well, we liked it before they, they ruled out 19 cornerbacks at the end of the week. Like we made that pick on Thursday and then yeah. you find out Trufant's out and Brian Poole's out. And to me, I, I put the loss and look, Vikings have a really good defense, obviously, but like the Falcons didn't lose this game because of the defense. No. Like, like Keenum was good, 25 of 30, only five incompletions, but Minnesota only scored 14 points. Right. Like you're Atlanta, you're playing at home. You got to score at least 17 you points gotta, against the Vikings. Gotta, I know that defense know. is good, but three field goals. Matt Bryan had a really bad miss. Like this Falcons team, I think is just going to stop short of being what it was last year and I don't know I think they're that they're hosting the Saints on Thursday night yes they could win that game but I'll probably pick New Orleans to win if Atlanta's favorite I love the Saints in that spot they have to this the Falcons it's a have to though it's not a have to for the Saints to have to for the Falcons that's true I mean the Saints are the Saints are gonna be the Saints are nine and three they're the four seed and if Atlanta I mean no it's it's kind of a have to for the Saints too no, not, no, not, not it's in the a, way it is no, for Atlanta. It's, not, it's a season on the line for the Falcons. It's for for the for the Saints. It's more of a uh, you know. Try well, let's on. not give the let's not give the NFC South back. I mean, well, that, but even important. if they lost the game, they're still in first place in the NFC South. Yeah, they'd be tied with Carolina, obviously. But they beat them twice. Half game lead. Yeah, half game lead. Right. No, but they have the tiebreaker, so in essence, they, they, have, they have the lead. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, right. Like they like <laughs> they have a two game lead on Carolina right now. Right. Let me put it another way. If you lose to if you lose in Atlanta, and you go to and you go to nine and four, and the Falcons go to eight and five, you got to play the Falcons in two weeks again. And True. if you lose to the Falcons again, guess then, what? Then they have you're the not in first place. No, but the, but, the, but, the, but you're skipping over like what could happen right. like next week, right? Well, the, the Falcons play the Buccaneers, so if the I mean like it, they're going to win that game, but they're also going to be at home the next time around too. Well, then it becomes, a big, I guess, a bigger win for Carolina. I, I, I think you're discounting the importance of this game for New Orleans is what I'm saying. But, but, but it's more important for Atlanta. Pete's right on this one, I think, Will. I think it okay, is more fine. important It's for more important also. for Atlanta. New Orleans doesn't care about this game. I, I mean, um, that, that's not what anybody said. It's just more important for Atlanta. Is, can Minnesota go – can Minnesota play the Super Bowl in their own – in yes. their own building? Hot is that, ta- that going to happen? Hot take or just right, Pete? No, that's yeah. just right. Of yeah. course they can. I think it's just right also. He's he's Mike Zimmer's done a hell of a job with this team. Case Keenum's becoming a legitimate quarterback. He's done a hell of a job with this team. Pat Shermer. He's done a really good job with this team, and you know, Murray's starting to run the ball a little bit. McKinnon can run the ball a little bit. The line's playing better defensively. You know they're good. Isn't it unbelievable how they, they in one off season transform this line from one of the worst in the league to one of the best? Like it's pretty remarkable. With the rookie, yeah, the Panthers can the Panthers give uh, Matt with a, Khalil back with a rookie Mike center? <laughs> By the way, with the rookie center, it's been pretty incredible what they've done. Yeah, they've they've done a good job. That line's pretty good, and defensively they can rush the passer. They got two ends that can rush the passer. And I've been saying for a long time now. I feel like midnight's going to strike on Case Keenum. Like at some point he's going to become Case Keenum. I don't know if the, I think that this might be Case Keenum, the guy that we're seeing now. Like I think he's put enough out there that it's like, how can you keep doubting this he's guy? Right? Good at avoiding the rush and keeping his head up. It's pretty incredible what he's been able to do. I think I mean, you guys you guys didn't hear us talking about it, uh, but Jason. He's going to write about how Case Keenum he, – he said he wrote months ago how Case Keenum should get paid. He's going to write about how – He said it like uh, a month he, ago on our show, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and he thinks that Case Keenum is going to get uh, north of Mike Glennon money this offseason at some point from somebody. Um, he asked me to name – Pete, name five quarterbacks who have played better than Case Keenum this year. Brady? Yes. Uh, Wentz. Wentz. I'll get you another one, yeah. Breeze? I don't even know. If he was, <laughs> I, 
I, I, I don't. I don't even think you can say Brees. That was a Ron. That was a Ron Burgundy. Brees. Brees. I'm, I'm, I'm Ron Burgundy. I am Drew Brees. Brees. Um, <laughs> Goff. Top Goff. Yeah, Goff. 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 Wilson. Wilson. Russ, that's four. Definite. Bortles. Rogers before he got hurt, but does that really count? No. Brees has played better than 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 uh, Keenum. Come on. Keenum is, uh, Jason's point is Brees more is better Case, than Keenum. Case Keenum has been better. what's his Case, numbers? Case, okay, Case Keenum has been one of the ten best quarterbacks in the NFL this year. Well, yeah, they, I mean now that you can't that, that you can't argue. Incredible, right? But that's a pretty banana statement when you if you could transport yourself back into time, even after Week One when Sam Bradford lit up the uh, Sam Bradford looked like Joe Montana in that game. Some of yeah. us, some of us wrote about Case Keenum at the combine years ago that he would be a starter in the NFL. Yeah, how's Christian Ponder doing what? these days? Some right, some wrong. <laughs> I can give you plenty of other ones. Grady Jarrett, you can write that one. I had some guy tweet me today, and he's like, "Hey, you said that uh, you said that Alabama's a better team, but Ohio State would get in. You're wrong. Maybe you ought to stick to something you can get right." And I was like, "Well, I, I was kind of right. I said Alabama's a better team. They should be rewarded. Like I just thought that the committee would put in. Committee State. got it right. Oh by yeah, the way. yeah, yeah. Another excuse. Classic. Uh, Must classic have been a Buckeye school. fan or no, something. The committee got it right, by the way. It should have absolutely been Alabama. And, and, the, and the, the playoff is much better now that it's Bama Clemson part three in the first game. Well, I'll say two things about that. Uh, one, I'm irate that we're missing an opportunity to bet on Clemson against Ohio State again because they would throttle them. Oh, no, but we, we have even an even better opportunity to bet on Alabama against Clemson. Oh, Alabama's favored. I already have. Uh, should I say how much I bet on it? I bet a nice amount of money on Alabama already. Sure. Georgia's I, beating Oklahoma, by the way. I could see that. But I'll I take Alabama I, because because Clemson, I know this is going to sound the obvious statement of all time. This is like, for instance, like your headline, Costos, Clemson doesn't have Deshaun Watson anymore. That's my headline. No Deshaun fair. Watson equals Alabama wins. If, yeah. if Alabama has to get healthy. They've lost so many guys on if they're like, if they got a month. Yeah, I know. Plus a bye week this week. Who's got better <laughs> defensive players? That's a good question. Clemson's, Clemson's defensive line is filthy. Clemson's defensive line is awesome. It's like an NFL defensive line almost. Yeah. Well, Wilkins, is it Christian Wilkins? He's, yes. never, he's awesome. Yeah. He'll be a first rounder this year. And then the, I mean, the Dexter pass rusher, and the Dexter Lawrence, and then the pass he's not, rusher. He's, he's not allowed to leave yet. I know. The pass rusher is a beast. 90, yeah. What's his name? Um, 99. I think the one thing that makes me mad about the playoff is that Clemson did everything it could and earned the number one seed. Although Lord knows state should have beat them, uh, but they, they earned the number one seed and their reward was to play Alabama. That kind of sucks. It does well, play the four seed. Right. But is Alabama the fourth best team? Well, they have to be the fourth seed. You can't, who are you going to put them over? Is Alabama better than Georgia or better than Oklahoma? I would say, I, yeah, I think and Georgia I- just beat, Beat the daylights out of the team that beat them a week ago. Yeah, but that team beat the daylights out of Georgia a month Georgia, ago. Georgia, right. Yeah. I mean, like, it's the, the, you can't use the um... – Yeah, but that was a week ago. Bama would be favored over any of those teams on a neutral field. Correct. Bama is currently A lot of that's favorite. reputation, too. Bama is the favorite to win the whole damn thing. Like, well, a lot of that's reputation. A lot of that the... is reputation. Though. Or they're the best team. I don't know if they are the best team this year. I'll be honest with you. Well, we'll find out. And they're, I'm a big – And I'm a big – I'm a big Alabama guy and how good they are over the years. Like, I think last year they were probably the best team and they didn't win it. They weren't. Yeah, they were. No, because Clemson had to show Watson. They were still the best team. Should have won it. Had tons of Clemson and Alabama have been the best two teams in college football for the last three years. wonder why. It's – go ahead, Pete. Why? Well, I'm just speculating. It's the Warriors' caps. suggesting that they do well in free agency? They got great recruiting. Great recruiting. They do. They got great recruiters. Bring him to the church of saving. Um, you know what? Maybe, you know, maybe we should think about going to, uh, 
Maybe they should be able to go to these games, go to these playoff games. Or, Pete, you and I could take a little trip to El Paso on December 29th and check out the Sun Bowl between no NC chance. State and Arizona I would, State. There's not, and if we did that, Pete, if we did that together as like a, you know, a, um, a best friend's bonding trip, we could use SeatGeek. Yes! Oh, get, hell yeah, we would use SeatGeek, obviously. Yes. Yeah, of course we would use SeatGeek, primarily because – it, I bet Pete doesn't have the app yet, even though you should. I do. We could use your app, and you could use the promo code PICK6, and we get $20 off the tickets. Um, because listeners to our podcast get 20 bucks off their first purchase. If you're going to a bowl game this year, don't waste your money. If, if, if you guys have used uh, probably not, but if you use these like travel packages through the university, they hose you. You get hosed. You get hosed. You're paying double, double prices for tickets. I saw the prices for the tickets people use in Notre Dame. Um, through the Wolfpack Club. Don't want to besmirch the Wolfpack Club. But these people should have used SeatGeek, like me. I got a great price because I use the SeatGeek app on my phone, and you zoom in, you find the section you want to sit in, you check it out. If it's bright green, that means go, go, go. It's a uh, it's a complex algorithm that basically grades every ticket based on value to help you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. Every purchase is fully guaranteed. If it's red, you know, you don't, you don't hit that because that means it's a little overpriced, but if you want to sit there, you can. Um, SeatGeek is the go-to app for finding the best deals on every type of ticket, and they search multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find amazing deals. And again, the best part about all this, our listeners on the Pick 6 podcast gets $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code PICK6, all one word, all caps. That's promo code PICK6 and get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. All right, over in the AFC, the picture is getting a little more clear. And you know why it's so clear? Because these Chiefs fans aren't in my mentions talking about Kansas City being good. Because Kansas City stinks. Andy Reid off the bye has lost three straight games, it's, Nick. Uh, it's, un- it's over, right? A- Andy Reid off the bye. All he <laughs> does is lose football games, and he loses to crappy teams. How the hell is it even possible? And Giants, I bet on them every week. I call, I call that game today. The Jets back to back to back off the bye. That's the incredible. New, the New York trifecta. They all stink. They lose to all three. Yeah, and and you know what? Let's we they change court. I mean, change play callers. They went to the offensive coordinator Matt Nagy today, and they they moved the football. Alex Smith had a good game. Let's start wondering about the defensive play caller, Bob Sutton. Okay, <laughs> their, def- their eyes defense, on old Bob here. Their defense is atrocious. You know how many sacks they had today? The same number that we had, none. And then he had Justin Houston dropping into coverage. What the heck is he doing? They got Darrell Rivas off the scrap heap to try and fix the defense. It's a disaster. They are bad right now. And you know what? What a chalky to see. The, and the Raiders aren't good either. But they play no. this week in Arrowhead. The, char- the Chargers are the favorites to win the division. Of course they are. I mean, look at the Chargers. What's the Chargers? They have the Chargers have a uh, – the remaining schedule isn't tough. Chargers right? get the Redskins at home. Winnable. And, and then they get win at that Kansas game. City. Should win that game. Should win that game. At the Jets. Should win that game. And Oakland at home. Should win that game. They can win out. I mean, it's, it's – I think they're they gonna, should. They're going to screw something up along the way here. They're going to screw they something up. They messed around today and almost did. Yeah, I'm gonna get, I gotta give Deshaun Kaiser credit, man. I was watching that. I don't know, were you guys watching that? He looked pretty good. I thought he stunk. He's, and that, that final drive, that, the one drive when he's pushing him down before Bosa strip sacked him? He's got no awareness. Yeah, I know he's he a rookie. I, I want to be careful yeah. about that because yeah. he is a rookie and he's on a bad team, but like, what was, he was holding the ball he like a loaf of bread on that play, Will, the, on the Bosa yeah. strip sack. And they no, hold no, the ball. No, 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 look, 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 I'm not, 
I'm not, I'm not giving him a pass for that play because you, you've been holding the ball too long. You're standing outside the pocket. You know, big bears running loose somewhere. Be on the lookout. Maybe get rid of the damn ball. And he just got crushed. Uh, but he made, I just thought he made some nice throws. I got, I'm just kind of starting to come around to the idea that Hugh Jackson stinks. Starting to come around on that idea. Well, I just feel like we don't talk about that enough. Oh, and we like, slam well, the guy yeah, every he's week. He's the, yeah. he's the worst. If, if the Browns don't win, he's one in twenty-seven. Will in, in 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 almost two years, one in twenty-seven. <laughs> it's almost impossible. If the Browns don't win this coming Sunday against the Packers, they will have gone two years, two calendar years without winning a football game on a Sunday. That's uh, that's uh, impossible. Can, can, How do you even? Manage that. <laughs> me, me fail English. That's impossible. Um, given that football is primarily played on Sundays, it's a, yeah, it's a, fairly, it's a fairly staggering statistic. <laughs> They're not Two good. I, I do think, though, now that Gordon and the Gordon's there, and Gordon, by the way, was awesome today. He was four for eighty-five at his first game in three years with Gordon now and Coleman and Njoku. This they've got the makings of something on this offense. Now add some more talent to it in this year's draft. I, I I know I feel like I say this every year. I feel like the Browns might be pretty good next year if they can get a quarterback. The, but that's the, always the Browns, the if they the Browns, can. Yep. And a coach. And a coach. If they can. Yes. They don't. They still don't have a premier runner either. I like Duke Johnson, but, but he's not a, between is, the tackles. Right. Guy. The only way they need Saquon Barkley. You can't draft him that high though. <laughs> Why not? Zeke and Fournette. They need a quarterback. Guy. They're going to take Saquon. They're, Barkley. They're going to have two top ten picks. They well, can't they pass won't. on a quarter. If there's a quarterback there, they can't pass on a first. I like Will. I love how you say that when all they do is pass on good quarterbacks. They're going to have the number one pick. You can't go. Okay, if they have the f- number one pick, who, which quarterback are they taking? Saquon Barkley. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. Saquon. I don't, also, see, I don't know. I don't, I don't know the answer. If Darnold adding, comes out, then Darnold. But how about I, just I adding another even. another talented play, like another pass rusher to go with Miles Garrett? Just oh add another God, but then, there's, then somebody else is going to draft a quarterback at three, and he's going to be great. They should have. They should have traded for Garoppolo. They should have. Because I think I think Garoppolo's awesome. You love Garoppolo. Um, yes. right, we'll, we'll get to Garoppolo in a second. AFC West. How about a I three-way mean, tie, Will? I don't know how the hell we got here. Chargers were zero and four, and the Chiefs were five and zero. You want to hear a staggering statistic? The Chiefs. Um, they don't actually. It's not. It's not right. I, I did the math wrong. I was thinking. I, I counted one of the teams wrong. I counted the had, Giants you, you instead the, of the You had uh, a grand setup for it, though. You guys want to hear well, the, the Chiefs? The Chiefs beat the Patriots forty-two twenty-seven, and then they've lost their last three games by fifteen. I was thinking they were all AFC East teams, and they were evened out, but that's not true. Um, but they basically they beat the Chiefs. They beat the Patriots by fifteen, and they have a um, they have a, a positive three point differential against the AFC East. That's not not great, Bob. Um, so. I don't know. The, I think the Chargers are going to win this division. I just think they're, they're I think they're playing the well, team, right? and I think they're playing with confidence. Like, they're clearly the best team in the division, too. Oh, I don't yeah. think there's any debate about it. Like, like the None. Chiefs suck, right? Yeah. And the Raiders aren't good either. And, like, and, and on the day when, Kareem like, Hunt is unstartable in fantasy. But, like, uh, but on the day where, like, Alex Smith gets it together and has this huge frickin' game, the defense gives up 38 points. And it's not like they gave up 38 points to the Patriots. Or the Eagles. They gave it up to Josh McCown. And they made Robbie Anderson look like Jerry Rice. It's incredible. How's it possible? Philip Rivers is good. And the Raiders are gazing. Can he make an MVP run? Is that possible? Yes. Oh, Rivers? Yes. That tune changed. Yeah, well, he buried him five five weeks ago. So now he's dug him out already. I bury him every week. You do. 
I don't know if he can make an MVP. He threw for 344 passing yards and a touchdown this week. He needed two more. He needed some more touchdowns. Yeah, what's he got for the year touchdown wise? It ain't enough. Uh, he's up there. Yeah, his Hold numbers on. weren't as bad as people thought they were, even when Nick was burying them. No, they're not. No, they're not. They weren't. Um, I think at one point he had 15 and four or something, and Nick buried him. He he's not top five in passing yards, but he is top ten. Although Ben Roth, he's tied with Roth, Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger obviously will pass him. How many touchdown Se- passes does he have? He and has twenty touchdown passes and seven interceptions. He's right there in the mix. Yeah. I mean, in terms of stats, he can get ten more touchdowns over the final four games. If the Chargers run the table and win their final four games and finish ten and six and win the division after an zero and four start, and Rivers can average over three hundred passing yards per game and throw for. Uh, 14 more touchdown passes the rest of the way, which is a lot. I mean, like it's asking a lot, but I mean, like he he'll be in the discussion. Right, he's in the discussion, but he if if, if the Patriots run the table, Brady's the MVP. Yeah, or when I mean, if the or Wentz, or if they run the table. Yeah, all right. If the, if the Eagles go 13 and three, and or even 14 and two, and they're sitting guys in week 17, it's gonna be hard to beat Wentz. I, I think people are gonna vote for Wentz because um people because t- it's tired a new of seeing face. Brady. Correct. Can yeah. we just like honestly? What about what about all right now, Pete? Do you think that Jimmy Garoppolo needs to wait until 2022 for the Hall of Fame, or can he just go straight in now? Oh, just put him in. Nick put him in today. <laughs> Nick buried Rivers five weeks ago, and, and, now he's putting, and now he's putting Jimmy Garoppolo in the Hall of Fame. I, I just think the guy's awesome. Knee jerk, Nick. That's your new Nick. You don't, you, you don't <laughs> no, think he's I like good? him. I like him. I, I, yeah, you gotta slow your roll. The hopper. Game. We call him the hopper. I, I'm gonna say this. You guys ready for it? Did you call him the hopper? Wasn't he the hopper coming out of college? I never called him. I that. did. He hopped. He Jimmy, still hopped. Do you know what Jimmy Garoppolo has, guys? Jimmy Garoppolo has it. How do you know? I know. You can't know that yet. I do. You can't know that. You can't I know. possibly know that yet. Jimmy Garoppolo has How it. How the hell could you know that? I just know. He played in, he played in what, three games already? Jimmy you know? Garoppolo has it. Well, he looked like he had it on the last drive, that's for sure. Jimmy Garoppolo has it. Yeah, he does. There, you, there, you there's agree. a reason why well, the Patriots didn't want to let him go. You agree, Will, that Jimmy Garoppolo has it? Um, yeah, around, uh, around Raleigh, we call it Les Stuff, as in the stuff. Uh, I th- he's he got has the stuff. He has the stuff. He's look. He's a good. He's a good quarterback. But let's bum, slow bum, the roll. Let's, bum, let's bum, slow the roll. He wasn't exactly playing a great team today, was he? The right stuff. No, okay. no the Bears suck. You're going back to you're going back to new kids. Huh? How about John Fox? By the way, Will, <laughs> did you see his explanation Uh-oh. as to why that he didn't let the Bears uh, let the Niners score a touchdown at the end? I, I did not, but I'm sure it's amazing. It was something like I don't think there's a big difference between like like basically like like why would we let them score? I have to get the exact quote, but I remember seeing it. Being oh, like I'll this. find it. It is asinine. Well, if it was the winning field goal was how long? It was like twenty twenty yards. Yes, yeah, that's. <laughs> oh, he's like, there's not a big difference between. Um, like you'd have to. Like, I forget what it was. If exactly. it was a thirty yard field goal, you could say no. It was. It was like a twenty one yard field goal. Yeah, that's. It's almost an. It's it was, better it was, than it was, it was old extra point. Like an old extra point. Yeah. Correct. All right, here it is. We talked about it, but it would have had to, be, but it would have had to be done at 136 or 140 remaining on the clock, obviously. Whatever it was, Coach John Fox said, we felt good about the block we had on the potential field goal. Neither one of those are great options at the five and four yard lines. No, you let them score and then you take the chance then with you your get, offense. And you get the two point conversion and you tie the game. Unreal. Touchdown and two point conversion. They were on the seven. You got to let them walk. And, in. and what, they were up one, right? They were up two. 
Yeah. They're up 14-12. Right. So if you let them score. Right. So even if they score and, and they go, go up five, they got to go for two. Right. Sorry, even if you score, they go up four. They can't right. get. Right. They can't. They can't. They can't get it to seven. Right. Yeah. So you win with a touchdown right. and an extra point. Right. God, he's such a clown. <laughs> I mean, but you know the other, the the other side of that. Is, just buried John Fox. But the other side of that is you're thinking that maybe they missed the field goal or the snap gets away or something instead of just giving it. But I, I'm with you. I would have let him score. I'm he not said thinking. that we liked the block. Like, yeah, that's like, ridiculous. Guess, guess what, Foxy? You ain't blocking the field goal. Not not from that range, or not? No. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's terrible. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Well, he'll be worrying on working on those scenarios on paper next year. When he's fired. <laughs> yeah, I mean God. he's getting fired. God, There's gonna be a lot of coaches you fired. You guys have this ended They're really. Ooh, I feel Wentz. Like more than usual, right? I just yelled "Ooh, Wentz!" when he missed a wide open receiver that should have been a touchdown. Um, God, my NBC feed is always off. Fifteen seconds slower than everybody. They're going to be so, more than usual fired this year, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I heard Schefter mention it on the. It's some pregame situation early this morning because CBS wasn't on yet. Don't get on my. Don't get on me for it. Oh man, he missed him. Uh, that's how slow my feet is. Um, eight to ten potential uh, firings, and when you start to look up and down the the list of guys, I mean, it's not hard to find a laundry list of, uh, right, so, of so, potential. So, so let's play the game. Potential. Yeah. yeah. All right. So Patriots fine, obviously. Uh, Bills fine. Top well, I go through all the, let's just go through all the teams that we think it's going to be fired. All right, Dallas. Has I'm a just going to run through the list. I'll, I'll run through the teams that might get fired. You tell me. Jets. No. No. I don't think so either. Dolphins. No. No. So either. Steelers, no. Ravens. No. No. Bengals. Maybe. Maybe. Browns. Yes. Yes. Titans. I hope so. Maybe. I Doubtful, so. though. They're 8-4. They're going to get in the playoffs. Yeah, they're I, gonna get the playoffs. I, I, I they're, hope so. They're leading their division with a negative 16-point They're not getting They're not getting the play. They're not Texans. Getting, he's not getting fired. No, he's not getting fired. Injuries. Colts. Fired. Yes. Fired. Raiders. Raiders. What do we have? Two fired? No. Two fired we have, right now. We have Raiders, two no. guaranteed fires, and then then Jack, Marvin. Jack is close with the owner. There's no way he's getting fired. Okay, Broncos. Yes, that one. I year. think Vance is out. He might. Maybe, maybe Elway throws him to the curb and changes his own butt. Maybe Redskins. I, 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 think I think. I think. I think he should come back because I just think this team's got too so many Jason injuries. Garrett, They've had so many injuries. He gets a Jay better. Gruden and Jason Garrett are the polar opposites. Like Jason Garrett's gonna come back and shouldn't be back. Jay Gruden's probably not going to come back, but should be. Back. Oh, I I don't know if I agree that Jason Garrett's definitely coming back. I don't either. Jerry I think there's a ch- I, I think there's a chance he's out. I think he's if they don't make the playoffs, I think there's a chance he's out. All right, so that's Cowboys and Redskins would be six. Giants, Giants obviously. would be seven. Fox, right. Fox is eight. Yep. There's no chance the Lions are firing Caldwell. No, right? no, no. Dirk Cutter's nine. Dirk well, wait, Cutter's wait, nine. wait, 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 this, but they just gave him a contract. They're going to fire him. Yeah, exactly. You can't give him a contract extension and fire him. Um, Cutter's Cutter. nine. Cutter. Cutter's nine. Arians, and then, Arians won't get fired, but quit. he might walk away. He's going to walk away. You think so? Yeah, that, do. doesn't, that doesn't count. No, but I mean, but it's coaching turnover, though. It's That's coaching vacancy. Right, right, right. But I mean, we're so talking about guys who get fired. Yeah. Well, see, like, I think Marvin actually might be a walk-away situation, too. Upstairs. Like, walk away to the front office. Front office. Right, right, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's... Worst kept secret. Suck it up for 15 years. So we might be looking at 10 coaching vacancies. Okay, then you gotta, then you gotta try and start figuring out who fills them. Pete, who would be your number one coaching hire right now? I'll tell you a guy, uh, under the radar guy that I really like is Mike Rabel. I think Mike Rabel's gonna be a hell of a coach. I think, I think he is, has the right, you talk about it. He has the right it. He learned, you know, he played for Belichick, but he's got that it about him. I think Mike Rabel's gonna be a hell of a coach. 
I Pete, think we need to, we need to do a little synergy. I'll write the story. You do the VOD with some candidates. I know you don't write anymore. I would say I tell you to write it. But well, I used know. to call Pete Jaw just a writer, and now he doesn't write anymore at all. So I don't know yeah. what to call. Writing's him. out the window. Yeah, around this place. Um, <laughs> I, I think you. I almost... don't know if you saw that Comscore thing that they can mention. It's weird. Nobody uh, cares. Nobody cares about writing anymore. Will you don't make any money off of it? Um, I, I I still like to read the written word. That, I do it, too. I like to write the written word. When I go on any off season, I'm going to write again. You know who I think's going to be? Who I think should get a head coaching job next year? John Morton. The Jets' offensive coordinator, one of the original Jaguars. Did you know that? He has done- you, know who could, you know who could get a job this offseason? Steve Wilkes, Carolina Panthers' defensive coordinator. But I think that, given what we've seen with McVay and Doug Peterson and some of these other guys, like you need like a bright young offensive mind. That's I, where I would go. I would go. Yeah, but McDermott, McDermott's literally Wilkes' old boss, and he's. What does aside he do? from the Nathan Peterman thing, right? He hasn't I done mean, a aside from the Nathan right. Peterman Come on. thing, I mean, what would he mean? Today, and then today he was yanking his that's quarterback that's in and Sunday. out today. That's a Sunday nah. park for John Fox I'm with, I'm with Nick. I mean, jobs. look, Vrabel, I, I like him because I like his. But if I have my preference, I'm hiring a young offensive guy too. Problem is, aren't Jim Bob Cooter? Possibly Tennessee job. Go get Tennessee Jim Bob. Okay, what about the? Okay, here's I'm, I'm going to give you one. I'm going to give you one. What about Todd Wash? The Jaguars defensive coordinator. What I, about Mel first, Tucker? Mel Tucker. Did, Mel Tucker had his shot though. He was an interim coach. Remember, <laughs> those interim jobs always end up banging you down the road. You know, like, see the problem don't... is there aren't a lot of candidates. Well, you know what? I might go to like as crazy as it sounds. What about like? And I'm not saying that he would leave or that he should leave. But what about like someone like Lincoln Riley? He's not going to go. Oh, come on, you're not going to go. He's had one year as a head coach in college. But like, but he's, some, a, he's like of seventeen. Why? Well, he's thirty four. He's three years older than Sean McVay. What about Jim Schwartz? Again, I wouldn't. Hire I, I think I he wouldn't is either. definitely getting a job. But like, I wouldn't hire Jim Schwartz as my disaster in Detroit. No, he was a good coach in Detroit. Stop it. They were they, dude. They were coming off a disaster run, and he had a nice little stretch with them. He made the playoffs once in like seven years. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm with I'm with Nick on that. I don't one. know, it was seven years, but it was at least five, right? Um, yeah. I'm going to look and tell you what they did before Josh McDaniels Schwartz should be one of the guys. McDaniels, McDaniels is to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, 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 we missed that. Right. 16, McDaniels the year before Schwartz got there, he went 2-14, and 6-10, and 10, and 10-6. And I mean, he flipped him around. Go, keep he was going. just such a hothead that keep they got rid of, rid of him. And then, like, you still have the talent lingering. Caldwell comes in. and What happens after they went 10-6? and 4-12. Um, and 12. But didn't somebody get hurt that year? What about – I think McDaniels will be the number one candidate. And you know where I think he's ending up? Big Blue. Wow. Where? With Nick Casario? Yes. Package deal? Package deal to New York. Wow. Mm. It's a nice, stable situation for them. Do you think Bill Belichick would mind them going to New York, given that New York has beaten him? No. He doesn't care. He has no say-so in it anyways. Um, can I, is it? Is it awful that I rooted against my own team yeah, today? Yeah, that was bad. But you caught yourself, though, because at one point you said you were rooting for uh, Landon Collins to make a tackle. I can't help myself. But didn't you need the under? What did you need, the under or the over? Uh, I needed the under, which came through. Yeah, I mean, you're just, I mean at that point, like, what, I mean, like, you hate McAdoo with the, the, the passion of I, a I thousand have, burning songs. I have to be honest. I hate Reese more. I yeah, I, 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 I think, Reese is, I think Reese is terrible at his job. No, but and he also helped win two Super Bowls. It's just that I just feel like did, I'm, I'm still he, pissed about the Coughlin re- thing. Wasn't the first one like basically Ernie Acorsi? Yeah, yes, and a cor- and look, ultimately Acorsi was the one that swung the trade for Eli Manning. But you go back, like in all seriousness, look at Jerry Reese's 2007 NFL draft. Every single player in that draft contributed on the Super Bowl 42 winning team. But was, was Acorsi gone Steve in Smith. 2007? Yes. 
Of course, his sure. final year was 2006. Reese was the GM in 2007, 100%. Okay. So it wasn't like a buddy Nick's, like he's like making no, the it picks. No, was, it was 2007 was Jerry, Aaron Ross, Steve Smith, Kevin Boss, Zach Diossi, Jay Alford, who sacked Brady on the final drive of Super Bowl 42, Ahmad Bradshaw in the seventh round, Adam Coates, an offensive lineman. I forget who the sixth round pick is. but yeah, he had a good draft. But all those guys contributed, all of them that year, all of them. Drafted JPP, helped win a Super Bowl in 2011. So I'm just pissed at the whole – the fact that he threw Coughlin under the bus to save his own ass. And now that he's still around and hasn't built an offensive line or a linebacking core in the last however many years. So I want both of them out. And that's – I wanted the Giants to not only lose today but lose in horrific fashion. You would take you would take Nick Serio and Josh McDaniels though. Yes. Oh, yeah. my God. I think, see, I think if me? Josh McDaniels comes with the right personnel guy, he's going to be a 50,000 times better coach than he was when he was in Denver. Giants fans should cut off his ego pinkies been, off to get the, yeah, the combo. Jo- Josh McDaniels' ego has been kind of given a kick in the behind. I think I think he's going to be a much better coach. How about Brady cursing him out on the sideline today? I lo- and uh, you know what? And he probably loved it. You know, guys, I, I, and I meant to say this earlier, and I really, I really mean this. Like, I know that we've got some good teams. Like, I know Pittsburgh's good and Philly's good and Minnesota's good and New Orleans is good. The Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl. Of course yeah. they are. You don't think so, Will? They're more, they're they are likely going to be playing in the Super Bowl. Somebody can beat them. Um, they will be fa- the Patriots are a very strong. There is a strong likelihood the Patriots will be favored to win the Super Bowl because I think there's a strong likelihood they'll be favored to win the AFC Championship game. It'll probably be in New England. They'll probably win it. Um, I think there are two teams. And I, like, I don't want to get ahead of myself here. One is Pittsburgh. They can beat them if everything goes right. If everything goes right on a given day, they can beat New England. And I'm not going to lie. Do you know what Chargers... would have to go right? Like Brady would have to get food poisoning. That's what would I have think to the go Chargers right. can beat the Patriots too. I just think there's can such Jacksonville a... beat the Patriots. I, we've talked about this. I, I don't know. I think I think I think I think that's a like everything has to go right. And like everybody's got to be healthy. I mean, they got to have the full offensive line there. Um, For they have to be turn Brady 100%. over. But yeah, I mean, yes. In Yes, they can because I, we've seen the Broncos. You know, we've seen the Broncos in a similar situation, albeit with Giants did it, you know. and you know who else did it? Will and we talked about this on the Wednesday podcast with JLC Ravens. The Ravens. Yeah, no, the, the Jaguars can beat them. I think the offensive line is the key there, though, because they have to be able to run the ball effectively. Bortles actually looked okay today. <laughs> Dude, but the, Bortles was—I mean, look—it's against the Colts, but I but mean, he but looked good. Today. I, I would go so far to say. He, he looked, looked more good. than okay. He looked pretty good. You know why? They let him throw on rundowns. If they continually don't allow him to throw on rundowns, they're going to be a disaster. If they let him throw on rundowns early in the game, he's one of those guys that once he gets going, he you can see it in his body language. When he goes bad, how many times in that room, Nick, have I told you he just threw a bad pass? I said he's going to throw it to this, over to the crowd, and what's he do? He throws it in the crowd. Coughlin told me that in, in this. He goes bad. It goes really bad. He's got to learn how to handle bad plays. But when it's going good? He can play some good uh, Will, football. I know you talked so about it. He's like golfing with me. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Snowballs. Yeah, yeah. Like, I got under your skin. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, like, if it goes, if it goes south, like, he's oh, cruising he right along, and then all of a sudden something goes south, and it's just... And you almost quit. So, um... Yeah, like Blake Bortles. I know you guys talk Titans already, but I think it's worth mentioning. I just think that team is Fugazi. They're 8-4. and four. They're waltzing into the playoffs. They're the three seed. I think that Jacksonville will win the division title. But I don't know that. Tennessee, does Tennessee have an easier schedule coming down the stretch? No. They got, Tennessee still has the Rams. They got to go to Arizona. 
Jacksonville's tough game will be in next week against uh, Seattle. Seattle, and then they got to go to Tennessee. Seattle just scored. Uh, who won nothing. the first? Um, Tennessee. Tennessee, won. Tennessee thumped them in week two. That's right. So here's the deal: if even if Tennessee loses, Jacksonville could easily win out. It's going to be week seventeen. Whoever wins I mean, like, if, let's say Jacksonville goes three and zero, and Tennessee goes two and one and loses to the Rams, and that 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 assumes that Jacksonville beats Seattle, which Totally possible. It's at home. Um, Seattle's still, you know, they're still dangerous. If that happens, then it's Tennessee playing them and Tennessee, if they beat them, they get the tiebreaker. So it's probably week 17. I, Jacksonville just looks like a better team right now. Even if they don't win the division, the thing is, they are the better team. Jacksonville's 100% the better team. Yeah, they are the better team. Yeah. No doubt. Um, last one, I guess, for me, I think, unless there's anything else you guys got, you guys have. Um, this is not, I promise, not a pat myself on the back thing. Like, is everyone, like, you guys know, like, I love the Rams coming into the year. Yeah, you do it enough. But, but who could, but who could have, yeah, it's, it's not even, it's not even a pat, it's, it's, it's a, it's a thing. It's just a thing that happens. I mean, look, it is what it is, right? The Saints, too. <laughs> I don't, no one expected this. Like, first winning season since 2003, already in the books by week 13, nine and three. The pretty incredible stuff from Jared Goff, Todd Gurley, Sean McVay, and the Rams. Like, that team is legit. They are going to the playoffs. Yeah, no kidding, Nick. <laughs> But they might not four, be the one. They might not win a division, though. You know, I think they the, will win the division. The Cooper Cup drop, in, and also in the Gurley fumble out of the end zone at the beginning of that Seattle game, are going to come back to haunt them potentially. I mean, they have to go to Seattle, right? Seattle's up ten nothing right now on the Eagles. Seattle's up ten nothing, and Seattle's already the number six seed. By the way, they they even without this win, they they're ahead of Atlanta because of the percentage. They got to go to. They gotta, well, no, but Atlanta beat them head to head, right? So no, 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 seven and four is better than seven and five. Got it, got it. Yeah. For right now, uh, at this at this moment. Correct. Got it. So, if, but if Seattle loses, then Atlanta goes back into the sixth seed. Yeah, yeah you got, got it. it. Um, yeah. Look, the Rams are fantastic. I mean, they're they're fun to watch. They, their defense is getting better. They're they're top five in football outsiders defense and offense. I mean, they're they're a complete team. The defense, to me, is what's going to be the difference maker. You see Alec Ogletree. I think he was a sling after the game at some point, but he but he obviously picked six Gabbert. Um, Terrible. The Cardinals player. did move the ball effectively and made it a little scary, but LA's capable of putting up enough points. I mean, I don't think I would be surprised to see any of nine teams in the NFC Championship game. What? Say that again. Philly, Minnesota. Okay. L.A., okay. New Orleans, Green Bay, Carolina, Seattle, Atlanta, Green, Green Bay. Bay, or Dallas. Dallas, Dallas I would be shocked. No, yeah. Dallas would be a shock. Well, I mean, I, 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 look, they're 6-6. Six and six. How about AFC teams in the championship game? Do, do you know, have you seen Dallas' schedule? Yeah, it's pretty easy. At New York for the Giants, at Oakland, they should win both of those games. Then they get Zeke back home against Seattle. They can win that game with that banged up defense in, in Seattle, and then they might play Philly with nothing to play for. God, I, mean, I am I am so freaking pissed about this freaking Eli Manning thing. Like next week, they should play fire McAdoo, get his ass out of New York on Monday on tomorrow, and get Eli back in the lineup, and let's go out there and beat the Cowboys and end their season on Sunday. Instead, what we do you think about this report Gino about the twenty five former Giants are going to show up in Eli jerseys? I love it. Yeah, I, I, I'm just mad that it really like, it's, if it's, you're going to disgrace this guy. At least let him 
finish the streak out. Like let him let him play well, they, against the they effing offered, Raiders. They offered to let him finish the offering that is tantamount to I, I can't even I can't even think because I'm, I'm I'm seeing red right now. Like like there was no way Eli was going to be like yeah I'll come in and play for a quarter and then I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna leave. Just of course not. That's humiliating. Yeah, he would never do that. That's not a, anyone with this I, 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 an ounce of integrity and right. decency wouldn't do it. Well, it sounds like I don't know if you heard Jay Glazer's report Clowns. today, but it sounds like what happened is. McAdoo and Reese went to Mara with Mara. this Mara. idea, Mara. but I don't think they mentioned the part about him coming out or maybe they sold it like, oh, yeah, like Eli will be fine with it. He'll just come out at halftime. You know, we'll keep the streak alive. You know, we'll get to test out some other guys. And then so Mara's like, all right, that's cool. Yeah, if Eli, if, if, you, if Eli's OK Mara. with it, then I'll sign off on it because we need to see these quarterbacks. But, you know, clearly I, I like Eli. I mean, like, I don't know how much of this to believe because I think Mara's a little more Mara. Mara. Mara, I don't know how I came. Yeah, uh, I think no, you, I think John you Mara can't is. Pronounce it. Um, like if you have a friend named Sarah, you're gonna call her Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to remember it. I'll do that. Um, I think Mara is. A, hey, you got it finally after four drives. Well, I'm just gonna think Sarah in my head now. And I'll get it right. Thank it's you. Like, it's like the old the old cartoon, Hanna Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I think Mara. Is a little more complicit far, in all of this. Far than, off Fawcett. <laughs> what'd you say? Far off Fawcett. Mara, Mara Fawcett? Mara. Far Mara off. Fawcett? Far off no. Fawcett. But that, I know you don't famous. car what we're saying. <laughs> you guys are having a good old time. Um, but, uh, yeah, look, the what, what about your friend from grade school, Tara? <laughs> I've heard Tara. You know, Russell Wilson's playing like a stare tonight. <laughs> Is that Star? Yeah. <laughs> didn't even make any sense. Get out of here. You know who my favorite defensive lineman in the league is? <laughs> stare, Lutalele. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, I don't really car what you guys are saying. I really think we're punch drunk right now. You guys are always working guys in show business. When, when the are. podcast is over, I can't wait to get, to get in my car and drive home. <laughs> 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 what were right, we talking Alan, about? Though? I Alan feel like we had something good to say. Though. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Where were we going? You were just talking about oh, the Giants. Something about Mara. No, but Mara. Like, no, but Mara, like, Mara. How, how, see, Kamara, Kamara, that actually works. That's true. How, but it's Kamara. No, it's Kamara. Is it? Like it's, Actually, I, I think it's camera. I, I feel like people are going to think, think it's we're, camera. Like we're doing like a, a camera. That's the one thing it's not is camera. I, I think it is camera. It's Kamara. Are, are you screwing with us or no? No. <laughs> I feel like Brent's screwing with, you? with us right now. You, you need a pronunciation guy. It feels like we're doing an Abbott and Costello <laughs> routine, really but does. really when it comes down to it, we're just three idiots. Um, are Reese and – like how could you actually think that this was a good – like they are dumb. How could you think that it was a good idea? What how could you with think? Eli? How could you think hiring McAdoo was a good idea? Eli went to him and told him to hire I got, him. I have to tell you that actually, you know, I traded everything away for the Yankees to beat the Indians in the in the ALDS. I can't. I would give five hundred dollars of my own money for the Giants to fire McAdoo on Monday and put Eli back in as the quarterback. For the but then you're the starting. Season. There's a streaks back to one. It's so annoying. No, but I want to beat Dallas on Sunday and end the Cowboys season. Oh yeah. Um, I could see that happening. Who who takes over if uh, Spags. if if John Spogs Spogs <laughs> Steve Spogs Spogs <laughs> Steve Sp- I don't know. you guys are dumb. Um, 
It's Why like, does it it's feel like, like one of the greatest women's basketball players of all time, Carl Lawson? <laughs> <laughs> Why does it feel like Detroit at six and six is so much more done than um, Green Bay and Dallas? Stafford is Matthew Stafford. Probably, probably because they can't beat teams with winning records. Just, just yeah. a thought. Hmm. All right. Uh, Baltimore going to get in? I think Baltimore's in. I think Baltimore's in, too. Who's going to be out John John Harbaugh going to lead them to the playoffs. I can't pronounce one guy's name, but it turns into a whole thing. Why am I surprised? Um, In all seriousness, who? so who is – if we think the Chargers are going to get in. The Chargers. (laughs) With Anthony Lake. It's just not the same pronunciation, okay? It's just not the same. The Chargers are getting in. They're winning. The I think division. so too. So do we think the Chiefs are going to miss? If the Chiefs miss the playoffs, we are hunting down every one of those mofos who got in our mentions. It's been ridiculous. I mean, would they were guys, nasty. Would you guys like to? Uh, you know what? I'll, would you guys like to say something to the Chiefs fans? Hello, Chiefs fans. Oh wait, we're borrowing from your green jacket today. As I wore a green jacket, which no one on the podcast knows, but good to bring um, that up, Pete. But uh, no, what are you going to say to them? Look, I, they're they're hurting right now. I don't yeah, want to hit bad. guys with them down. And they're great fans. They really are passionate fans. But you know what? Between, on, on me, Brinson, between me, Brinson, and Jason Locke and Fora, we took more crap than anybody out there. I mean, it was just nonstop for the first part. Crop. Jason Locke and Farah. <laughs> You're just changing letters. Well, you changed the guy, you changed the guy's name. The owner of the giant. You know what's great about it? Is he said it about four times and we're sitting here going, Mara, Mara, (laughs) and you keep going. going. (laughs) You weren't listening to us. That's pretty, how it goes every Sunday. (laughs) I'm getting a a headache. A lot of giggling. I gotta go get some. Me trying to, me trying to watch. Carson wins. <laughs> All right. Anything and else Eli Monning. <laughs> I look. How dare you? From the <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening as always. For Pete Pisco, for Nick Costos, and for Jason Lockenfera. I'm Will Benson. This is the Big Six Podcast. 